Hello and welcome to Everyman Academy. I am Professor JT. Class is now in session. So I'm going to break down what we're going to do in this podcast. I'm so glad to have you. Make yourself comfortable. You may know me from the Just Three Murphs podcast. Well, this is an extension of that. It's part of the Just Three Murphs podcasting network. As the younger brother of the three, the nerd, I embrace that title. And we're going to get nerdy, so fair warning. Now let's turn it all the way back to the beginnings of civilization. Some five to 10,000 years ago, early man, they hunted and gathered in little groups of people just trying to survive the elements. What changed? Well, some learned how to control others, or more specifically, a small group of ruling class using religion developed skills in mobilizing larger groups of people and really enslaving them. This system was perfected by the Egyptians who through spreading knowledge about reading the rise and fall of the Nile, predicting the seasons, so integral to their life, being able to farm, cultivate food. They were able to convince the populations of Egypt. They were gods. They did so effectively through the spread of knowledge as knowledge was spread through the ages, it was done through the application of teaching, pedagogy, as it was known, the pedagogic tradition of teaching the aristocracy, the knowledge, knowledge of mathematics, astronomy, music, and so on. The history and mystery of the world was for a small group of people. It was for the ruling class. It was not for the majority of people who were not well-educated. They relied upon the myths and the stories and what they were told to give them meaning in life and to keep things moving on and on. As we get to Greek and Roman times, the pedagogic tradition, pedagogy, it continued to evolve. Socrates, Aristotle, you know the names. And so it went. Now, what changed over time? Well, standards of living have increased over the generations, allowing for a bigger population. Now, really, when we're looking at knowledge being spread, communication developing, you start to have more than just the ruling class becoming literate and understanding how to read. And as in the Middle Ages... The use of skilled labor, which was so needed by the ruling class, by the aristocracy, that laborers formed guilds, guilds created wealth, and upward they went. This impenetrable place, this small group of people, well, suddenly the lower echelons of society was able to creep their way up by cultivating wealth. As you enter the industrial era, well, now you have the standards of living increasing for so many. You have social mobility never thought of before. In the same way that the industrial era created so much social mobility, you also have the need for numbers, lots and lots of people to work in the factory, workers that did not have skill. 
people were that were just pressing buttons basically. So the need for a completely unskilled workforce. So you have a divide. The poor, they lived in the worst standards ever due to industrialization. And at the same time, you have a social mobility never, never conceived. The standards of living from ancient times to today, they've increased in so many ways. There's a middle class so many people are able to live in a more comfortable state than they would have in ancient times because literacy and information is so readily available. The pedagogic tradition was no longer about how to rule and how to think. The goal of learning changed because in the industrial era, in the post-industrial era, what was needed was worker bees. So you see in the 20th century, many reforms to change the way education was delivered. So you have a move away from this classical education model, grammar, logic, rhetoric, the lost tools of learning. I learned all about this as I became a father thought to myself, what am I going to do in this crazy world we live in? So much technology, so much frustration, so many opinions. I sought alternatives. And what I found was a community online that blew my mind. I discovered all these concepts that I'm talking to you about now. The classical education resurgence in this country. Inspiring. Really teaching kids how to think, not what to think, but giving them the skills to navigate this crazy world. Well, what I learned as being a father also, kind of have a rule of thumb. You want something for your kid? Look in the mirror. If you want something for your kid, can you do it? So I applied that to myself and I thought, how do I get classical education as an adult maybe I wouldn't have had such a hard time with school as a younger person if I was encouraged to learn in this structure one of the beauties of the classical education system is as kids go through their developmental stages the teaching approach changes to suit that developmental stage so you have children advancing into adolescence and they're given the tools of logic and reason and rhetoric to thoughtfully challenge authority. So that natural tendency, the normative and very annoying tendency for teenagers to rebel against adults is encouraged and channeled in a way that is going to bring confidence, self-confidence, self-awareness and accountability so, long story short, my search led me to two books. One, How to Read a Book, Mortimer J. Adler. This book diagnosed and treated every problem I've ever had with reading in my entire life. It turns out, I didn't really know how to read. I didn't understand how to read in a way that was effective. I had many maladaptive or 
problematic, for lack of a better word, reading behaviors. So getting through that book, boom, kind of understood what I was doing wrong. Got that figured out. Then I learned about the Western Canon, an unofficial, kind of official list of great works survived through the ages. And I sought out in earnest to read them. Well, I got stuck. It became hard, you know. There may be a different way. I found Susan Wise Bauer's book, The Well-Educated Mind. This book is catered perfectly for the modern audience, modern sensibilities, specific, clear recommendations of how and when to read, how to develop the habit and why. And the book list, the Western Canon, the list of books to read presented in order of genre. And they're presented as approachable or difficult they would be perceived to be. So you start with novels, on to autobiographies, then to histories, then to poetry, plays. You get the idea. The list is incredibly long. You can't ever hope to just be done with it. I mean, you'd be lucky to read a handful in a year. But that's not the goal. The goal isn't just to read all these books. The goal is to develop a habit. Well, why would you develop this habit? It's greater than any Netflix show you could ever watch. You always hear people, you watching this, you watching that, Netflix and Hulu and HBO and this and that. It's escapism. You sit on the couch and I do it when I can find something worth watching. But there's always a little bit of detachment. You always feel removed. Getting in the habit of reading, embracing and discovering, and being transported into something written hundreds, even thousands of years ago, nothing is more escapist and nothing is more immersive than that. Even the greatest VR experience you can think of when you're intellectually engaged in a good book, it connects you to something so much deeper. It connects you to what it means to be human. It connects you to, to what our shared story is, humanity. And it makes you learn a little bit about yourself too. Gives you clarity of thought. And helps you formulate an opinion in a logical way. Really what you're doing is you're training the mind. Training the mind to improve your quality of life. And to increase and strengthen your intellectual defenses in this ever-changing, crazy, divisive world we live in. And this podcast is a part of that process for me. As I train my mind through reading these books, I hope to engage with others. So putting my voice out there, processing what I've gone through and reading these books, that my hope is that someone out there will join me. Though there are rules to this game. We must understand the rules to participate. I encourage you to read How to Read a Book. Harold Bloom has written books that I haven't read yet, but How, to, how and Why to Read a Book, I believe it's called, as well as book, a book on the Western canon, very popular in the 90s. And then Susan Wise Bowers, The Well-Educated Mind, is going to be the playbook with the lists I'm following, as well as the specific directions on how to absorb and analyze the book to actually really develop a true understanding of what it is in an analytical way. The process becomes much clearer as you just continue to engage in it. It's been a few months for me now and 
I'm excited to take this ride. And maybe you'll just listen to the, the episodes that proceed and you'll be inspired to, to try this yourself or maybe you'll inspired to maybe develop that habit. I think it's important to ensure that you're reading in the morning. Shoot for four times a week for 30 minutes. I think it's a realistic goal. Before you look at the computer because you become so distracted, you want to sit down beginning of the day, take it in, put it down, move it on, go through that process until it's done. Experience that reward. Invest your time in something that is going to pay off. Experience what that feels like and be inspired by what just 30 minutes, like four times a week can do. And then think about how much time you waste, how much time you scroll, how much time you daydream. What is that leading to? Let's train the mind. Let's invest our time and let's get into it. I'm excited to take this journey with you. The first book that I do plan on exploring is Don Quixote. So check out for that episode. That will be the first in what I consider this book club. And I am going to proceed chronologically from there. So we'll see how it goes. And reach out to me, everymanacademy.com. I want everyone out there to understand anyone can access these tools of learning. They used to be for the few, and now anyone can do it. You just have to develop the routine, see the benefits. I can talk about it all day. It must be experienced. You must experience it for yourself. You may find these books to be awful. You might think these books are stupid. I don't agree with them, but that's the beauty of it all. They're not supposed to be good books. They're just great because every one of these books without question, shaped the world we live in. That is not debatable. It is fact. But what you're doing in taking these books in is you're understanding the times in which they were written, learning more about our human experience, and developing a process for how to logically and coherently, critically develop an opinion. If your opinion is in rejection of the the message of the book, that's great. But be able to articulate it with evidence that supports your position based in what you have read. I hope to do that and I look forward to discussing Don Quixote. Everyone and anyone can develop and experience the lost tools of learning. Join me on everymanacademy.com I got a blog there at the website. You can reach out to me, Facebook and Twitter. Want to get this community going. So until next time, I am Professor JT. This is Everyman Academy. Class dismissed.